Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest by the name of Nakada Brown, who's an entrepreneur, an author, a coach, and an avid student of the esoteric and metaphysical sciences. Nakata refers to himself as America's premier expert on helping men to find their purpose before looking for love and enge or engaging in relationships. He is one of, he is on a mission to help a hundred thousand men in North America find and follow their life's purpose. Through his work, uh, Nakata proves why it's detrimental for men to pursue love before pursuing their purpose. More recently, he branched into human design, incorporating this into his coaching practice. Nakata is author of Heart on Break, a book advocating men to take a break from relationships to become a better man through finding and pursuing their life purpose. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Dr. Laika, and um, thanks for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, welcome to our uh, syndicated radio show, which is now seen around the world through live streaming apps. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. Good. So let's get into a little bit about your backstory mm -hmm. and how you got to where you're at. Wow. Um, where, where, where should I start? Should I start more in specific to the, to the book's content? Well, let's, let's start in Nakata. How did Nakata get interested in this topic? How did Nakata really get into the, the, this, this Japanese concept of purpose? Well, you know, I think that I've been curious my whole life and I found that I always find myself doing things that I enjoyed. And I went through a stage in my life in my, in the astrological um, viewpoint, they call the Saturn return where things seemed a little confusing about, you know, who am I, where am I going? Um, and what am I here to do? And during that time, of course, um, I was also entertaining the likes of women in relationship, but not, not ever on a perspective where I was I was more serious about that than the, my purpose or my, who I'm becoming. Because at that time I, I had serious questions, you know, that I, that I needed to answer for myself. And so, you know, coming to that point, having the confusion, having just things change in life for you, whether, you know, for me personally, I moved to a new city. Um, you know, I was with some organizations, some businesses, a lot of things were ending. And, um, you know, while I had those questions, I was certainly entertaining women in relationships and, you know, a few mistakes, including, you know, 
get the wrong partnerships, having children, um, you know, being involved in relationships that I would consider to be, you know, dysfunctional in the in the terms uh, that I wasn't enjoying it for the first time in my life. So being at that position as a young man who, you know, feels as if um, he's the master of his destiny, like I, I looked at my life and felt as if I, I'm maybe I'm not in control or I'm doing something wrong, so to speak. And um, it, it, it made me want to find out what that was. And of course, you know, we all have our immaturities, um, our, our, our things that we have to deal with in our lives, our traumas, our coming of age, so to speak. And, you know, you're, you're, you're senior to me in many cases and every, <laughs> and you should know that, you know, like it doesn't age comes with wisdom. And when you're young, you just, you think you have more than you actually have. So, you know, that the, the, just really inspecting my life, doing deep introspection, understanding the, the, the literal mistakes that I made, you know, I don't count not being mature enough or not understanding something as a mistake. That's just life. But there's some rules that you were taught um, in accordance to and you didn't follow. And sometimes you, 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 you know, as a, as a person being raised by the parents that I, I was raised by, you know, I, I looked at it from almost that perspective. So I did an audit of my relationships, my life and what I'm doing. And um, I wasn't happy with the results. And I wasn't happy with the results that I was experiencing in my life at the time. And, and I, and I, and I felt as if I could shoot my way out of it, so to speak, you know, like it, it, it's yet to be determined the ultimate results of it. Sure. I'm happier and, and my life is certainly more purposeful, but um, just the whole process of figuring out what I did right, what I did wrong, you know, giving myself credit for the things that I did do right. Giving my, you know, like boosting my own confidence in a certain kind of way, just understanding myself, getting time, spending time by myself to truly know myself outside of these relationships. And so, you know, in ancient cultures, they would say that the rites of passage includes um, literally not say they would demonstrate for a young boy. He's he's literally taken away from his mother He's literally taken away from the women in his life um, in order to go through what I would call a transmutation process where he learns how to bond onto who he is or who he's, who he's becoming. And then thereafter, he can entertain relationships if he chooses to at his, at a risk, of course. So, you know, I kind of had to do that for myself during this time and I've had to do it multiple times. But the bottom line was that I understood that whatever it was for me, it was best to, to, and, and, and it seems for most men, it's best to understand who you are, where you're going, like, and whatever sacrifices that you need to make to get on this particular mission in life, you need to be more concerned about that than to be fumbling through relationships that are, are oftentimes very dysfunctional. So that old process, you know, I, I looked at my friends, I looked at my my parents, I, I looked at all the divorces around me, I looked at all the different things that that I that I saw in my my reality and what people were looking at as essentially normal and you know normal wasn't happy for me so i felt as if um i needed to make some bold changes to my life the way i view things first and foremost and it started with that time away from relationships to to understand myself better and you I, know I since hear, i wrote the i hear you in the cat i hear you mm -hmm. now 
you look, you know, you you are deeply into the metaphysical, and I believe you you uh, like the Japanese philosophy a bit, and 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 that the Japanese have I, I, an idea on purpose in life called ikigai. Have you ever stumbled across that in your in your training and your and your purpose of life? Actually, you know, I just stumbled across that recently. And um, it was some social media post. And I don't remember exactly what it was. But when I saw it, I was just like, this certainly resonated with me. Could you clarify what the, the, the translation, the most appropriate translation uh, of it would be? To, what you need to look at is four circles. The first circle is that which you love. Uh, second circle is that which you're good at. Mm-hmm. Third circle is that which you can be paid for. And the fourth circle that which the world needs. And when you draw these circles all overlapping, you get the ikigai right in the middle as your purpose. So if you overlap that which you love with that which you can't, which you're good at, that's your passion. Okay. I love it. If and you over, if you overlap that which you're good at with that which can be paid for, that's your profession. If you overlap, that which the world needs and that which you can be paid for, that's your vocation in life. And, and if you overlap that which you love with what the world needs, that's your mission in life. So that's why the Japanese have all boiled this down by overlapping all these circles together like Venn diagrams. And at the surface of it is the ikigai, your purpose in life. I so, love it. I like that. I like that. I really do. I, I, I haven't been. No, I, in, in that case, I'm not. I saw the diagram, but I haven't studied it. No. Nope. And, and I like it. I really do. Yeah. So I, I mentioned that because that's in our book, in my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life on Finding Purpose in Life. And, and oh, okay. I think that that is something that that we are talking about in a in a similar way, except different, of course, because you're coming at from a different perspective than what I am. But I, I think the purpose in life is, is something that's very important for people. I agree. Uh, and I was somewhat amazed that I was never taught this as a child. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, not everybody has the same common source of knowledge, even though they come from a certain heritage. And, 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 and that, that, that is interesting that it doesn't always come about. Yeah, you know, I, I guess it's one of the other realities that we have to face in the society that we live in. However, you know, part of what I do with men and the way that I speak to men in regards to these matters, you know, I let I'd like to let the younger guys know that, you know, like you, purpose was or masculinity, so to speak, was never anything that was going to be given to you. You know, like some process had to of discovery had had to begin somewhere. And um, certainly it, it doesn't always, you know, seem like it's going to be purpose fueled in the beginning. And so it's like really just being committed to a particular path of developing yourself, like it begins somewhere. And it's and I, and I work with quite a few guys over the years, a few men in particular, and um, 
it, it, it seems sometimes like a hard thing to, for, for, to just stick in the head because we seem to have, um, a stronger propensity to, to lead our lives in a relationship kind of manner versus purpose. So I, I think it's, it's, it's a very important work for men to realize in particular. Yes. And, and I think that needs to be, uh, a basis for things because without purpose in life, people do not have direction and, and direction is very important. I agree. And, 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 you know, I think people think sometimes that they have direction without purpose because they have a job or they're above a certain social standard that means that they shouldn't have to be worried about anything in life. So, you know, I, it's it's such a big difference sometimes, even though I, I feel like there are some people out here who are fortunate enough to find themselves employed where their passion and their purpose and various things overlap for them. And but there, it seems as if the mass majority aren't. And but there's this false sense of purpose within, you know, your labor, so to speak, or your human capital uh, that I think um, will be shattered soon. You know, like men, women, um, people will eventually grow out of this mold of this herd thinking, you know, like this, what we call it, like a, like a sociological programming based thinking into really just finding what it is that's deep within them. And a lot of my reference goes to, you know, the, the esoteric or the um, astrological work of the, the, the Dogon who understood your your birth based on its you know astrological position and and understood your purpose in such fashion as well as understanding a child's relationship compatibility you know essentially laying out the foundation for your life to for you to to follow your life's purpose knowing this before even your birth and then having the support of a community who understands it as well so like these you know, we, we, we perhaps don't understand how intrinsic these were once to our peoples and indigenous peoples all across the world had these basic understandings of whom, you know, who, when they were bringing life of their children, of themselves. And um, we far deviated from it. And it seems like a whole different language or world to be to look at it from this perspective, because I do believe you can find purpose without you know, an extensive esoteric, you know, astrological position. And I, I do believe that there are ones who, who understand themselves and, and are fortunate enough to get people, you know, parents and communities that support them becoming that. But for the other half, for the other half of those who don't get that, or it's probably more like there, there will be something, you know, there, there has been systems and, that can help you get closer to that because most people that I talk to who are, who are even questioning their lives purpose are usually pretty close, <laughs> you know, as, at a certain age, it seems, you know, after let's say perhaps 35, they're, they're pretty, they're, they're in a the ball game, the ballpark. If, you know, just probably going about it in a, in a different way or according to somebody else's prescription versus their own. So, yeah, I, I love this work. I, I feel as if there's so much more to uncover when we, we look into the, the dynamic aspects of these things that we used to use to help us 
helped serve as a guide to becoming and finding purpose and being and embodying certain energies, certain spirits, these these various things that we, we we're, we're very well aware of. So, so what do you use to help? And how did you find your purpose? How did you use things to get to your purpose in life? Well, I think um, it was a combination of everything, quite frankly. Not that I think I, I know that to be the case. Because, you know, I met people, fortunately for me, who exposed me to different material. And my father was always um, very encouraging of whatever it is that I wanted to do. Um, even though, you know, from a parental perspective, I would say it was probably more of what he wanted me to do. You know what I'm saying? But believe in me, nonetheless, believing in me, nonetheless, that I had the capacity to do X, Y, and Z. So I think from a very early age, um, I had this belief that I could possibly do anything and um, moving on as I got older and met more people outside of your parents, which is important to do, like going to college and traveling or even in my, my profession as a photographer at the time, you know, just more, the more I, I ran into, I tried everything. I, I really did. Like that was my energy as a younger man. I, my father told me to be open to things and life experiences. So I opened myself up to a lot to learn, you know, and um, I listened to a little bit of this, listened to a little bit of that. And I, and I tried to incorporate you know, as much of what I what I thought that resonated with me, because not everything resonated with me and some things that didn't resonate with me then are resonating with me now. But the bottom line is that I think my path was perhaps a little unique. And so I sampled a lot of different things and I was, you know, I was just I just my father's a very disciplined individual. So like I always felt as if. I, I had enough discipline and enough brains to figure something out. I can do it. So I had a lot of confidence moving into my twenties. And when all this change happened in my life, it was pretty much when I realized that I was just on the surface of things. I was just, Oh, I know this and I know that. And I did this and I did that. It, but I, you know, everything that I felt that I knew was external. It, I didn't really understand the inner workings of who I am. And so I think those things somewhat led to a, me wanting to have a deeper understanding of self. And I, um, I, I never really understood all the astrology initially. I never understood a lot of the, the things that all these spiritual gurus were talking about. But when I got into human design um, and just the fusion of um, divination systems that it happens to be um, composition of the, the, the astrological position and of the I Ching, its roots in the Kabbalah, um, the I Ching's roots in the West African um, cosmology, Ifa, just understanding that perhaps even if, even if I don't fully understand everything right now, I know that it's, it's coming from somewhere uh, uh, that means something that, you know, our ancestors use these informations with reason you know, like like we should trust a few things and um, and maybe it comes together for you. So it just came together for me enough. I'm still very young, I consider, and I'm still very much of a student. So like, um, you know, being able to continue to learn and, and be at one with myself is the ultimate objective. 
And, you know, like internal conflict, which leads to stress and cortisol release is like the literal decaying of the body in so many ways, you know? Yeah. So, so you are, are a person that loves to learn new things and, and perpetually learning new things. And in doing so, you're helping to teach others those new things as well. Certainly. I would say that. Uh, and I've learned to accept it as a part of my role here now, where initially I wasn't always open to teaching others. <laughs> I was just one to be taught. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. What is the primary essence of your book? What is the main, if we could boil it down to one concept, what would you say that concept is? I would say the concept is that men, we're having, we're facing epidemic level problems, including overall low testosterone, um, Compared to 100 years ago, testosterone levels were, I'm not sure, but at least twice as high, if not more. We are being faced with so many different stimuli as a result of the era that we live in, the world that we live in. And one of the things, the stimuli is to literally go towards relationships. So like you go towards, if if you're a man listening, you go towards relationship almost because it was programmed into you. And this in actuality, wasn't the original way of knowing yourself. Whereas these days um, we take relationships or sexual encounters as a coming, coming of age or a rites of passage when it absolutely isn't. So to let men understand that it's not you that's so stupid. It's not you that's so silly. It's not you that's, that's doesn't understand or is a junkie for love or, or, or whatnot. This is a, this is specifically a design that was fed almost in intentionally to, to keep you at a level where you can be controlled. And so when you're sexual stimuli, when you're sexually overly sexual, that's one of the easiest means of being controlled. So if you, like I did, felt as if it was some event, you were having some great life by having access to a lot of sex and a lot of women, plus the use of drugs and alcohol and putting into the mix. And then you thought that that was the epitome of masculinity. You, you know, you were wrong. That, that was what you've been socialized to think of. Your life's purpose is should come before any process of bonding with others. You know, like you have a family, you're given a family for a reason. And if there is dysfunction there, then we understand that. But we need to understand that this is not the the way that we were designed to operate, especially as men. So the the premise is that we are, there's a reason why you behave like this. This is that, that reason. Now use this information to propel you towards your life's purpose because it can, in many ways, will vindicate you for many of the mistakes that you made when you didn't really understand who you were. Not say it's going to erase it. You still got to pay that debt. You still got to pay the, co- the consequences of everything you did. However, knowing your purpose and being living in harmony with it, it makes, it makes it all worth it. It makes it all worth it because perhaps you don't understand why you made those mistakes that you did. Perhaps you don't understand why your wife left you. Perhaps you don't understand 
why, you know, you were trying to be a good father and all this happened to you. And, you you know, you don't, but you will when you know why you're here and not just know why you're here, but you're when you're committed to it. So there, there are a lot of things in the book that deals with the unpacking of certain traumas and things that have really held us back. So we, we really just we have to get real with ourselves because going towards relationships is just the pretty much is escapism. You know, the the fast pace at which we go towards relationship is a form of escapism for the for the pain essentially of really not knowing who you are, as well as the pain of living with certain traumas that you've endured. So, you know, like it, it's a system. It's not just a stop focusing on relationships, because no matter how much I tell guys that it doesn't work like that, yeah. they really have to understand what has happened to them, you know, like what that porn at five or six, seven or eight or 10 or 12 did to you before you developed the capacity to secrete those sex hormones. Like yeah. we really need to understand that and, and, and give you know, be a little easier on yourself. You make mistakes, but this is not just a mistake. This has been, this is a systematic um, condition in that perhaps was even taught to you. Like you, there's a lot of forgiving that has to go into the process and there's a lot of fuel that that burns that should drive you closer to where you need to be. The issue is that many people can't help you. You you know, most people just can't arbitrarily offer you advice, which, which is why in the book, it was never about telling you how to find your purpose. You know, just telling you that, you know, relationships in most cases for 80 percent, 89 percent of you, it's not going to be the solution. You know, trying to get it right with her is not going to be the solution. It's about being happy with who you are, where you're going, and having people around you who are in support of it. That's okay, it. Nikana, we're close to our end already. Time has flown by. This show is called How to Live a Fantastic Life. I'm going to ask you on a personal level, Nikata, how do you live a fantastic life? <laughs> well, number one, I'm where I want to be. Um, and I'm in an environment that supports my my life's purpose. Um, that's a very important place f- for me and my energy type. You know, that's what I deal with in my coaching, understanding your energy type. So that's one of the things that's very important to my life and where I want to be. Number two, I have goals and I am closer to them. So it, it, it motivates me and keeps me happy as well as it keeps me working and being able to do that helps me. And, and then I, and number three, I certainly take good care of myself and continue to evolve the methods and the means of which I do. So, you know, I do have herbs available on my website as well. I, I, I go to some extents to make sure that my mind, body, and, you know, spiritual or emotional health is, is at least at the body level taken care of. You know, I, I don't want to be the one poisoning me, even though we all are to poison ourselves to some degree. So I would say those things are it. And, you know, I have, um, you know, just like everyone else, I have shadow shadow side energy that comes and tells me crazy negative things. But I, I'm learning um, how to just triumph over those kind of thoughts. So like staying in the frame of mind that, believes that I'll, I'll get to this objective. So I'd say those things are very important location, environment, you know, health, you know, and, 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 and just a real solid belief that you can get it done. You can do what you came here to do, or you're happy doing it. You know, you're happy where you are. 
So that way there's not much to strive for other than just being in the moment and enjoying it. Cause that's important as well too. Okay. So how can people get a copy of your book and how can they get in touch with you if they'd like to? Oh, well, I'm, I'm available on Instagram. One of my more popular choices of communication with people. And that's, I am Nakata N-A-K-A-D-A on Instagram, on Facebook. We have a Facebook page for the book. It's hard on break. And, you know, I, Either one of those, you can get more information on my coaching. And my website is heartonbreak.com or iamnakata.com, both. On I Am Nakata, you'll get access to my new podcast that just launched. So any of those websites, as well as heartonbreak at gmail.com, you'll definitely get a response from me if you reach out. Cool. Well, Nakata, I must thank you for, for coming on our show today and sharing your time and sharing your, your beautiful wisdom with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope to talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day.